Hi, Chad. Hi, Cameron. Um, its opinions are cheap. Hey, th that's us with Cameron and Chad. Yeah. I feel like uh, I don't always explain even what the show is because I assume people listening like have listened to the show before. I um, suppose. Yeah. That's probably a bad thing though because we could have new listeners right now, a bunch of new Richards, which is what we call our listeners. Yeah, we it's a we got this conversational show. Uh neither of us are particularly interesting. And we're awful. Yeah, but what what we bring that's unique in the podcast realm is we're both white males that like to drink and giggle. There's yeah, there's no one else that does either of those things, especially the white male part. So, if you're looking for something different, I'm glad you found us. Holy shit, most mail is white because the envelopes are white. It's because it's, it costs more to, to print it interesting colors. Except that my Excel bill, my electric bill, they, they, do a, they have a brown envelope. It's a, affirmative action strikes again. <laughs> nice. That wasn't the one I wanted, I wanted this one. Oh. Uh, oh. That wasn't the right one either. There we go. Nailed it. I've been playing with this. It's so much fun. It doesn't actually like up the production value any. It just kind of disrupts actual conversation. Which is good because I mean, <laughs> let's be fair. We were we weren't what? having good actual conversation. Yeah. Okay. So this is going to be a problem if you if you, you can't. Tear me apart, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for it's that. It's no use. Okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm drinking whiskey. It's great. Oh, that's nice. What kind of whiskey? It's Japanese. I actually should have brought the bottle in um, because it was going to be in my glad space, and I can't tell people what it is because I don't know the bottle. I'll go get it later when I finish this drink. Yeah, that'll work. I'm looking forward to hearing all about it. it. The story is is that a couple months ago, my brother bought some gin that was made by this company, and it was like the best gin any of us had ever had. So we went to get more, and he's like, oh, we also got whiskey by them. And I was like, oh, I guess I know what I'm buying tonight. And so I, I bought surprise whiskey, and it turns out it's really, really good. Well, that's a little teaser for a glad space soon to come. Yeah, which is I'm just gonna repeat myself for it. It's great. Yeah, I like it. Um, we got I got a I got a little funny story too. Um, so my brother and his wife are expecting soon, right? Mm-hmm. So um, they set up a gift registry, and they're gonna have a baby shower soon. It's on uh, Amazon. Have you ever done a gift registry on Amazon? Nope. You you can put together a list of what you want, and you send the list URL, and everybody sees it, and they can see what has been claimed already or not. Okay, makes sense. Um, for whatever reason, that part's not working. The so important part. It's a full list, and none of yeah, the functional part that makes it a registry. So for whatever reason, um, I I feel like they hurriedly threw this list together because it's like there's a couple kind of cliche shirts and a diaper fund and then like one cute thing, which is these cute little like ox uh, slippers because they're going for like a Viking theme in the in the crib area. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but it's like that's the one cute item. So I'm looking at the list, and it's like, okay, these are these shirts are awful, and uh, oh, that's cute. I'll, no one got that one yet. I'll order it. So it showed up the same day that my parents' ox slippers showed up. Oh no! And so it's like, well, wait. I you know I used the registry link, and we double checked it, and it still says that they haven't been ordered yet, even on our our accounts where we ordered them. And so we, we called up my brother and said, hey, we don't think the registry's working. And I'm like, oh, no, it's probably working fine. So I'm pretty sure they're going to end up with 10 pairs of ox slippers and nothing else. Well, you know, the, they can, they can uh, teach the baby about the barter system, which is probably what the Vikings used. Yeah! Very good. It'll be fun. Yeah. So I'll, I'll catch you up when we get this resolved. I don't know. Anything in the news? Did you did you see the PlayStation 5 uh gameplay reveal trailer? No, but I keep seeing funny mockups of the PS5, and I guess I'm not really sure what it looks like anymore cuz I think half of the pictures I've seen are fake. 
Well, yeah. What what also doesn't help is that they've been teasing it for so long. I don't know how many different mock-ups you've seen, but for like the last eight months, I feel like tech websites have been going, is this the leaked model? Is this the leaked unit? Is this the leaked specs? And none of them are real. And so when they actually revealed it, I, I wasn't even sure if it's real or not. It's like, okay. I love this one of Kaiba you sent where it's the PS5 and they Photoshop Kaiba's head on there and then like his little jacket uh, things, uh, the, the collar on his jacket. And it's just like, this is perfect. I love this so much. This should be the official PS5. It's just a Yu-Gi-Oh thing now. Yeah, it's basically, uh, I think the most common trend is Wi-Fi router. Yeah, I gotta um, send this to Alex. He will fucking lose his shit. Alex sent that to me. Oh, he did? Yeah. God, all my friends are now friends, and you're just, like, slutting it out behind my back, and now I'm getting it all secondhand. Well, that's why I didn't even send it to you at first, because I figured Alex would send it to you. It's just we were talking about it, so I wanted to bring it up. Alex, you fake friend, if you listen to this. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. I love you. I was playing um, Rainbow Six Siege with Alex the other night. Oh, yeah? How'd that go? I Well, it's a different Alex. Mm. But but I don't know. They're all named the same. No, I know which Alex that was because he's playing with my brother and probably his other friends. I don't know. Oh, I, I introduced a friend to VR chat. Oh, yeah? How'd that go? Well, it's funny because it's, it's our Final Fantasy guild. So my other friend, Renoki, is like, we should play VR chat. I'm like, yeah, I'll play. So they're having tech problems logging in. Renoki got tired and left. But Joe logged on because he saw me on VR chat. So then third friend showed up and said, hey, this is Renoki. Now you know what his <laughs> voice sounds like. And Joe didn't correct me. And I I don't think Renoki knows this happened because they've been talking about VR chat in our Final Fantasy like Discord. Oh, no. And I think Renoki doesn't pick up on the <laughs> the implication that he was playing last night when he wasn't. So I'm just, I love that. I'm, I'm going to let this ride a bit and see what happens. I don't know. You're such a stinker. You're like you're like chaotic neutral. Yeah. It's great. It's fun. I don't know. Um, Wait, what year are you going to come visit me? Because it does need to happen. Well, I mean, it, it was going to be this year. Yeah, and then COVID hit, and now and then everything bad happened this year, and I don't want to like accidentally have your plane crash because it's 2020. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. So, like, next time it's practical. Okay. I guess I can put it that way. I Honestly, you know what I was going to do this year? Hmm. I was going to go to TennoCon. Is that for Warhammer? No, Not Warhammer, for... um, uh, Warframe. Warframe. Yeah, because they're called Tenos. Yeah. I did, um, I figured but that's, it out, everybody. But that's near where you guys are at, up north. Um, oh, so I was, was going to make, like, a trip of it. It's like, oh, if I can get a ticket to TennoCon, I could fly up there for that, because that's only, like, a day or two anyways. Mm-hmm. And then I could just come see you guys. That'd be a really fun trip for me. Yeah. But, uh, we'll figure something out. Uh, my parents want to meet you because between me and my brother, we've told them lots of good things. Why? Because you're a good person, and they're just like, "Oh, we can't wait till Cameron come visits, and he can sleep in our guest bedroom if he wants to, and we'll get him really drunk every day he's here." Yeah. So gonna, it'll it'll be a good time. I gotta deactivate these sounds because I'm gonna keep using them. <laughs> That's Inception. Um. So PlayStation Five, are you gonna buy one? Are you gonna buy the digital edition or the real edition? Are you gonna? Uh, my brother will probably buy one at some point when there's games out he wants. Like Demon Souls. Yeah, whatever the Souls game is. No, Demon Souls. I thought no one liked that one. Yeah, they don't. So we're getting it in HD. Oh, neat. So everyone that has taste is very excited, and then all the like. All the trend chasers are like, I wanted Dark Souls 2 HD. I will cry and wet my diaper post-haste. I don't have opinions on Dark Souls 1 or 2 or Demon Souls because I haven't played any of them. But I've heard mixed things about all three. Then I've played three, and three is pretty fun, except like one or two bosses I couldn't kill. They were they were awful. So I don't know. So those are my hot takes on the Dark Souls series. I'm really excited for Elden Ring, though. What was I'm excited for Hitman three. Uh oh, Spider Man two. I think that's it. Those are the only two things I want, and they're both sequels, so that 
I think that kind of depressed me a bit. So is The Last of Us 2 going to get moved to the new console, or is that coming out on both? Well, it's coming out next week. Oh, it is? Holy shit. Where have I been? But if it's like The Last of Us 1, they'll do the HD re-release that loads faster on PS5 next year. Oh, there you go. So if you if you want to wait until you have your new system, because, I mean, if, if you're worried about spoilers, that part already passed. Yeah, I don't care. So if you want to play the definitive edition, I think that'll happen still. I don't know. It's funny because I'm thinking of all these games that I need to play or that are coming out and I should play, but I'm also looking at my bookshelf and I'm just like, which one of you do I want to reread next and forget video games exist? Yeah, I, I'm i watching this stuff and it's like I noticed uh, almost everything was not gameplay. Uh, a couple of these are kind of story focused. Some of them are clearly not story focused, but it was still like a, a cinematic presentation. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm kind of watching it, and the we're we're streaming it at work actually. So the other guys are getting all excited about this and that, and the and like Gran Turismo, oh that's great, or that thing, oh my god, and uh, I was kind of like I was excited about Spider Man, but it also looks the same. I was excited about Hitman, but it also looks the same, and all the other stuff. It's like the, here's a, a teenage drama, high school drama like emotional sad emo dinosaur and it's like i i feel like i saw this last year and the year before that and then like here's the here's a cute cartoony thing with the with the little strawberry bugs there's strawberry they're berry bugs you gotta eat all the berry bugs i'm like what am i watching and the longer this presentation went on they kept teasing it too between every trailer they had this avant-garde modern art moment Oh, where it's no. like it's like here's the x and the o and the square and they're all like the 3d models are like forming out of gel on the wall and it spells out playstation and it plays the next thing and it's like stop and then it got to a point where it was the menu where like when you boot up the system and it gives you the like the health warning while it's loading and it mm-hmm. says press start to start and like it's it's like literally just footage of the system running and then it went into a trailer and it's like, just show it. What are you doing? So by the end, they finally showed it off. And I'm thinking, so with those new Warhammer rules, tanks are coming back. So if I got... <laughs> I, I want to have two Paladin squads and a Purgation squad because they're changing how flamethrowers work. So I want to have AoE. But if I get the tanks, I don't need the AoE. And all of this would still be cheaper than buying a new console. For, yeah. for like two sequels to games that I, I haven't, you know, fully finished yet. Like Hitman well, 2. Thing, right? You don't need to buy it opening day. You can yeah. wait six months to a year before you get a PS5. I do like that they're offering the digital version, though. Wait, what the fuck's that? Um, It just doesn't have a disk drive. Oh, interesting. Uh, I think Xbox is doing that also, and it, it doesn't shave a whole lot off, but it shaves a little bit, and it's like, I don't want discs anymore. Does so I don't want more memory? No. Because well, games oh, are fucking big now. We, I mean, well, yeah, but the problem is with discs, they still have to install the whole game on there anyways. Yeah, that's true. So the disc has turned into just a CD code. Yeah. And not the actual data. So it's like, okay, cut out that middleman because I'm tired mm-hmm. of like swapping it out. I'm tired of my, my last PS4 where the disc drive broke and it was stuck in there. It's like more moving parts mean more places for dust to wedge in. It's like, uh, you know what? No, just I, I don't even care if it's priced the same. I'll get the digital one. I do not want discs. If Sony wanted me to buy a PS5, they would have led with a trailer for like Earth Defense Force 3084. And it'd be like, want to kill more bugs in this jank ass game that looks like it should be two consoles ago, but with your friends? And I'd be like, yeah, yes, I do. It's my favorite game series ever now. Did you like Horizon Zero Dawn? Didn't play it. So they announced Horizon One Dawn, which is the sequel, and you it's know what? more of the same. Um, I think I think the idea is that she left Europe and she arrived in the Americas, but besides geographically being distant, I don't think that actually matters because like all of society's gone anyways. So they're like they're pitching about how now it's in America. It's a whole new thing. 
And it's like it, it looks exactly the same to me. I don't I don't really know. Uh, I I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, the dialogue was so cringy too. She she monologues the whole time Yay. about absolutely nothing. It's like the the dangers that are coming, only I know about them. And I'll do anything to protect this world. And I don't know what's around the next corner, but I'll stop it. And no one knows what I know, but I don't know anything. And I'll know it all. <laughs> it's like I, I tuned out, and <laughs> it's like I I wasn't glued to my seat watching it. Like I was working while this was playing. It's just, oh, Horizon Dawn? Oh, okay. And I'm catching these lines, and it's like, is this the same trailer? I don't know. It's spider man I can swing. It goes... Yay, new consoles. Is it'll be weird if my brother ever moves out, he'll you know, he'll take all the consoles with him because he owns them and then I won't have any and then I won't probably buy them. I mean, you you have a functional PC. I do. But all, there's I, just it just feels weird where it's like 15-year-old me, if someone had like, you know, in 16 years you're basically not going to play video games anymore, I'd be like, "Fuck you, you're lying." And that's like, "Oh yeah, and I I really don't play a lot of video games anymore." And you know what? I'm fine with that. I have other things I can do. Yeah, I I think there's a part of me that I feel like I grew up, and it's not because I'm more mature now. It's that I'm more tired. Yeah. It, it, and not, not just, like, I don't have energy. I mean, it used to be if you told me they were making another Paper Mario, I would get so excited and I would pre-order it. Mm-hmm. And now if you tell me they're making a new Paper Mario, I think, is it going to be as bad as the last one? Like, I, I've been disappointed a... three times in a row. At that point, that's just called wisdom, Cameron. But that's the thing. It's not even like, oh, I know better, so I'll look the other way. It's more like, why are you hurting me? Sure. You you purposefully got my hopes up. It's like these I... terrible... Uh, they keep doing these reboots where it's like, okay, here's an established property like, like Thundercats. And it's nothing like Thundercats, and you're a bad person for not liking it. Like thank you. I did like the latest Gears of War game, so like I will want I want to play the new one that whenever that comes out, Gears of War Six or whatever, and I'll probably play whatever the next Halo game is eventually. Like I have my established properties I really like. Getting me to play anything else, especially if it's over like ten hours long, is difficult. I still haven't picked up the new Doom game. Like it's on my to do list. I really want to play it. I want to play the first one again, but also. Those things take time. I learned how to juggle. I can do that now. I remember I mentioned I was learning how to juggle like a podcast or two ago. I've learned how to juggle. I can I can throw balls and catch them. It's pretty cool. Nice. So, but, you know, that, that's fun. I did that instead of playing video games. I bought some balls to take to work. So I have little stress balls at work that I can juggle when I get bored. Because I want other people to know I can juggle. But also it's kind of just fun to do. It's like, it's like, hey, you know what? I'm sick of... Paying invoices. I'm gonna throw some, we'll throw three balls around. Yay! Yeah, you know it's kind of funny. Um, the, and this is a symptom of the world we live in. I got into Warhammer because I wanted to paint, but now it's like I need to make sure this is like pretty to look at, so I can show it off to everyone. Yeah. I I actually I got like a little guy just to. He's not even gonna be part of my army. I just got him because he looks neat. Nice. And I'm gonna have him at work on my desk. Just so oh, I can cool. say, look, I got my little man here. Look, I painted that. Give me attention. I, I managed to get some uh, 3D print files to our R&D department, but they haven't started printing any of them. I I'm think they're going to do it goes. over the weekend. Yeah. yeah, me too. Hey, I'm sorry, real quick. How do I sound? I feel like my, my wavelength looks funny here. You sound fine. Okay. I'm going to zoom out. I keep out. smacking my lips. Oh, that's what it's just zoomed in more and it looks funny. Never mind. This is behind the scenes podcasting knowledge for real podcasters. You you guys get it. Ooh. My throat feels weird, and it's all my fault. Well, I guess you're gonna die of COVID then. Good, I guess. Good night, sweet prince. There was some it's video no I saw. I'm sorry, it wasn't the right one. <laughs> There's a YouTube video I saw of the of the. I has to go back to the, the the screaming thing that I'm trying to get better at, and and she was like, it's all based around doing a. Basically, throat singing using the same stuff. So you should learn how to do that. This is how you do that. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna spend two weeks trying to learn how to do this, and I'm not sure how successful I'm being at it because uh, 
I don't know, I feel like I bruised something in there. I guess you, what do you do with that? You just take a break for a while? Yeah, I guess um, I'm going to like take all of next week off, so I might fuck myself up a bit more tomorrow, just because I'm going to have a lunch break, and then like take maybe Saturday to next Saturday off, and, 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 and see how things go after that. I'm constantly worried I'm doing something wrong, and so I'm trying to find new ways to do things wrong. And it's stupid, but that's the world I live in. I did start on a new song, though, this week. Uh, I'm going to do a Kesha song, and it's going to be fun. I'm going to send it to Matt, and I'm like, Matt, play guitar, please. And that's basically been my week. That's, uh, you know what? I think that sounds like a week. Better than, yeah. uh, 2020 could have done worse stuff to me, as it turns out. But uh, we had a, we had kind of an idea. I don't know if we want to try and, and, and get into this, but we had a topic. Yeah, did um, did you spend any time thinking about it? I spent about 12 minutes. Because I actually, I was thinking a lot over it this weekend, and I, I was going to take time to actually, like, draw a little bit. I, I thought if I could come up with a design I liked, I might actually, like, polish it and share on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got around to doing that, but I, I did try to think about it. Um, but this was your idea. You want to introduce it? So, we were talking, we ended last week's episode, we were talking about uh, Looney Tunes that HBO was doing. <laughs> and I said, nice. I said, uh, we we should come up with our own Looney Tune character and see if we can do that. And you agreed, and then we went and spent a week, and then I put some thought in, you put probably more. And we're going to talk about our new Looney Tune characters we've invented this week and how they might fit in with the Looney Tunes. Did you see Looney Tunes in the news? No. I guess they, they came out with a new episode with Elmer Fudd, and people started complaining that he didn't have a gun. Oh, yeah, I guess I did see that. He yeah. was using like a scythe or something, like a like a farmer's scythe. Well, he, I mean, he was just doing like every cartoony thing that he would normally do. It's just that... He didn't have a gun also. Like, it was a weird thing to argue about. But what I thought was interesting was the first episode of these was Yosemite Sam. No one complained about Sam not having a gun. I feel like the gun's more important to him. Yeah, I mean, like, his signature move is to, like, shoot the ground and lift himself off the air. That's Yeah, that's kind of a sight gag. With Elmer Fudd, I think it's easier to put him in different areas where he wouldn't have a a hunting rifle on him. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's weird that this is the one that people decided to to get clickbaity over. I'm pretty sure there are episodes with Elmer Fudd where he does not have a hunting rifle because I know there's some where he like visits a haunted castle with Sylvester. Well, and yeah, he doesn't that, have a gun on him. That's that's the thing. When he's hunting bugs, he normally comes with hunting gear, but he is very often portrayed without a gun. <laughs> right. So it's just it's kind of weird that that's the one. Who's like you can't have the bald man without his gun. How will he be an alt-right symbol? Yosemite Sam always has a gun, even when he's, like... When he shouldn't. Doing some weird pass thing where it's, like, they don't have guns back then. It's, like, no, he's still got his flintlocks or whatever. Yeah, he always has... Yeah, it's... I don't know. But, yeah, I was thinking about Looney Tunes, and I I didn't realize it until I actually sat down and was thinking about these. But I feel like it's almost always completely focused on just two characters that are having a rivalry. Yeah, I suppose. Um, it's almost always a pair and they might mix up some of the characters, but usually it's like these two characters, you know, like Sylvester and Tweety. That's a, that's it. It's Sylvester yeah, and like Tweety. The granny gets in the way, but she's not the focus. She's usually she, like a catalyst. Yeah. She usually either disappears or she, I mean, I guess there's a couple times where she is like involved more, but it's the focus is usually on the cat and the bird. Which makes sense, because they have, like, you know, 8 eight to 11 minutes, you're telling a sh- really short piece of thing, and most of it's got to be slapstick, so yeah, you can't have a lot of characters. So I found it pretty easy to think of, like, what would some characters be. I think the hardest part is trying to picture what their voices would be, because you could do, like, any speech impediment, and it will sound like you're being ableist. <laughs> and if you do any, like, regional accent, then you're racist. And it's like, oh, I don't know how to do a character then. Someone at work today, because we, we had to get a hold of Italy to help fix a machine. And he was, like, trying to do an accent about 
what they would say to us. And he was doing like a really bad Chinese accent. And I was like, dude, you're, this is offensive for like a couple reasons, but I'm mostly just offended that you don't understand what people in Italy sound like. You think they sound Chinese. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, that, uh, I don't know. I, I can't, uh, I can't argue there because I'm very bad at regional accents. I mean, I'm not great at them either, but... No, I mean, like, I can't even... I think I'm trying to picture how I would do an Italian accent, and I, the only thing I can do is, like, Mario. I can't do an actual Italian. It's just, I know that, like, the... Yeah, I no, I understand where you're coming from. But he's also had to, like, actually talk to these people before. So he has first-hand knowledge. It's like, you realize that that's not how they talk. Oh, so somebody just, at like, work... Yeah, somebody got, uh, at work was like, they asked me why I was talking funny. And it's like, well, because I, I understand just enough um, Chinese to, like, pronounce words correctly. So I'm organizing, you know, I'm shipping stuff to China. So, like, this box goes to Taikyongyang, and this one goes to Bak Chongyuang. And, like, why do you keep saying that? And it's like, how would you pronounce this? And I go, oh, no. <laughs> to be fair to this guy, and, and, and I say this to not be fair to him, we had a, we were doing some thing at work, some HR stupid thing, or if you threw a ball through a hoop, like a, a football through like a, a, a hoop, uh, you could win some PTO. And uh, an African-American guy gets up to do that, and he misses, and the guy goes, pretend it's a basketball! Really? Yeah, and I, and I was just like, wow! <laughs> I there, there were times at my old job, where it was more of like a, a classic office environment, where I would get a little offended about something and I had to draw the line of, is this worth going to HR over? It, because it was usually little things. Like if mm -hmm. it was an actual like hurtful comment that is like the thing that would cause damage in a way, then it's easy to do that. But it's like something slight like that. I'm kind of going to go like, okay, do I just walk out of the room? I don't <laughs> like, I have things to do and this isn't worth the, the energy. Yeah, I, I, at that point, I had been there long enough to be like, no, yeah, that's pretty on brand for him. Ah, uh, I got Looney impressed. Tunes. <laughs> I'm sorry, let me let me do the thing again. Meep, meep. Okay, now we can Thank start. Thank you. So, what, did you think of a favorite? Did you think of a Looney Tune? Yeah, I was trying to think of like to be my go-to with Looney Tunes is animals. So I was like, okay, well, what animals haven't we seen? And I don't think I don't think there's a leopard gecko, Looney Tune. And so, so I was like, okay, that could be fun. <laughs> I, I, okay, go on. Is is there? No. Good, we did it. I did it. Okay. The, 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 what? A, I want to say there's a reason there's not a leopard gecko. Why? It, to draw any character with repeating stripes or spots. Like oh. That's, that's asking for more work. Because it's kind of funny you just say that, though, because I was thinking, like, well, what's an animal they haven't done yet? And my go-to was, well, why not a cheetah? And it can be, like, a cool, they could have, like, an African accent and be, like, a black guy kind of thing. And he would be, like, um, Speedy Gonzalez, just, like, toned down, where he's, like, he's, like, cool, not just comic relief. Yeah. And I was thinking about it, and it's like, wait, you can't do a cheetah. That would be an ordeal. <laughs> Shit, I didn't think about that. But yeah, I leopard mean, geckos are like extremely detailed. They have a lot going on in their skin. I mean, you can you can cartoonify it a bit. I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna say real quick. I think a lot of Looney Tunes characters don't look at all like real things. They look like cartoon characters. Right. So if you were to like shortchange what a leopard gecko looks like, it would probably be on brand because the thing with the with leopard geckos is they have very fat thick tails that are kind of like their signature thing but also if they get scared or attacked they, they can drop their tail and run away and so to me that was a that'd be a really good vessel for uh slapstick is you have this character who's always dropping her tail because i i wanted to name her elizabeth shoe <laughs> instead of elizabeth <laughs> shoe that's, i like that that's cute then they'll just call her like shoe um, and I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, the personality of this character should be kind of bold or cowardly. I kind of like the idea of, like, the tail falling off is almost a tell. 
but also can be used, like, pop the tail off, hit someone with it like a club, pop the tail off, trip someone with it, you know, put it uh, by the stairs or whatever, trip someone down the stairs, or just, like, something stupid happens, the tail falls off. Like, there's a lot you could do, which is, like, this is this weird reaction. You know, Daffy Duck's always putting his beak on when he gets shot off. Shot off. And so she's always, like, grabbing her tail and, like, duct-taping it back on or whatever. So how about, is this going to be, like, more of a, a protagonist or antagonist or, or, like, a middle ground? Um, I was thinking more of, I guess it could work either way. Where, But I was thinking almost a little bit more middle ground um, to slightly more a, uh, protagonist. I, I'm thinking, like, you know, the cat characters are trying to eat her or the, the hunters are trying to shoot her. Um... Or just squaring off with, like, Daffy Duck and, and, and seeing who's the bigger dick. My, my big problem is scale, because I don't... Leopard Geckos are really tiny, but Looney Tunes and scale don't always match. Like, the the Speedy Gonzales is really small, but Bugs is really is human-sized. And obviously a mouse is really tiny and a rabbit is really tiny. So I don't know if she should be human-sized or Speedy Gonzales I pictured Gonzales her small. Sized. And I think being small helps in um, the sight gag of her being afraid and running away. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things is uh, Foghorn Leghorn and the Chicken Hawk. Oh yeah, the Chicken Hawk. Because he's tiny. always like he's so small that like he'll try to to just like grab Foghorn mm-hmm. and like cannot move him. I love that stuff. Yeah, I can see that working, and I'm trying to figure out then like. What this character does with the other characters, because like you said uh, Looney Tunes, it's always like, at least two characters, mostly two characters. You know, they're having this rivalry. So, what was what would be her rival? We were, I cannot talk right now. Rivalry with every other character. Like if she if, if she's going up against Bugs Bunny, who's normally the protagonist, what are these two doing that gets them together? And then what what is it the conflict where they're basically hurting each other in a Looney Tunes fashion? You know what I like is when Bugs is the antagonist. Um, I think, think I, of like big episodes where he is. I know that he usually is when Daffy Duck's around, but Daffy Duck always deserves it. Uh, like the tortoise and the hare. Oh, sure. I feel like he works as a jerk, and it's fun when like Elmer Fudd shows up to kill him, and so he's just being a jerk in return. But when he's a jerk for no reason in that bug style, it's like, ah, this is fun. Because mm-hmm. there's usually a back and forth, like the turtle's kind of being mean too, but it's not like he's a bad guy, right? I pictured this character. I, I know lizards don't have eyelashes, but I kind of like like the big, swoopy, girly eyelashes, and then you blink right. some, and it's like ding, ding, ding. Um, it, it just seems it, it just it's on brand for that that style of drawing. Yeah, I can actually picture it. Like when you, as soon as you said, um. Leopard Gecko, like, I think I closed my eyes and I could see a character. Mm-hmm. It just, I saw the spots and I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not animating I like, that. I feel like you to actually do this properly, you'd have to put, like, maybe two rings around the tail and then, like, four or five spots, but not covered in spots. Enough spots where you'd be like, oh, okay, I get it, but, like, only a couple because, yeah, animating that, hand animating that would be a, a complete bitch. Or just not spots. I think you could do a couple lines on the tail, and it would probably work. Lisa, I think leopard geckos have a decent enough silhouette because of the way their tail is shaped and the way their heads are shaped. That I think if she would, had like look a cute lizardy face, yeah, you'd be like, okay, well, I know it. that's a gecko. And then once the tail falls off, you're like, okay, I know what kind of gecko it is. And for all I know, regular geckos have their tails fall off too, and now it's just a gecko instead of a leopard gecko. But they're they come in a lot of different colors, whereas the leopard geckos are, are, are more uh, yellows, blacks, and whites, so that would be fine, too. You know, just based on the, the few colors you would use, place it well enough. I like, say so you don't need to go too crazy with the patterns. Yeah, most lizards' tails do fall off, the small ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, lizards with fatty tails live in environments where they have to hold onto water and fat longer. So it's like a survival thing in case they can't find food for long stretches. You know what would be funny is if a lot of the setup is, like, she's basically trying to steal food from, like, let's say Elmer Fudd is for whatever reason in the desert or in a jungle wherever, where these lizards could be found. and like or Just doing, like, a camping trip or something. Yeah, and, and, and so her thing is just, like, trying to steal his food because I feel like that could work pretty well. Where oh, you know what I like is those two um, 
those two gophers. Oh, I love those gophers. I knew you were going to say those gophers too. Yeah, I, I picture a situation like that where where she sees an opportunity. It was like, oh, well, that guy got got plenty of food, and so it's just sort of like a. It's a little more innocent on her end, and Elmer's getting like really frustrated that stuff keeps moving around when he's not looking. Yeah, and then it just escalates. I think I think that could be fun. I don't. You could also do one where like like if you wanted to introduce him to Sylvester, Granny goes into a pet shop and buys her in a pet shop, and it's like, look, you have a new a new playmate, you know, Sylvester, but don't go in the cage. Uh, and I know that from when I had a gecko, my cat really really wanted to kill that gecko. <laughs> like in his blood that that thing had to die and i had to like put weights on the lid because he would try to figure out how to get inside it and and i remember coming home one day and the guy the 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 lizard was not in there that the cage was tipped over and i found the lizard underneath my bed and he still had his tail intact the cat managed to not do any actual damage to him but it was one of those the the cat and lizard thing instead of the cat and mouse and of course it could end with like sylvester's like i'm going back to chasing birds well, I just had this great idea of um, of like grannies there, and it's the, the typical like the the cat bird thing, um. But it's like they're going through the motions, uh. And then Granny has to babysit um her grandson who's going through like an emo phase, so he has a pet lizard. Oh sure. And and then it's just like that's the setup there, where like the whole time Tweety can be like watching from above, like oh look out look out Ms. Lizard the the. Putty Tat's gonna get you. Oh, I can't even like, watch. You know, um, Tom and Jerry when Tom uh, when Jerry teamed up with that bird, the little duck. Yes, because like I feel like you could probably do something fun with that, where where Tweety and this lizard kind of team up, because Tweety has to like teach to the lizard that the cat's a complete dick. Like you could maybe do something fun with that. I like that one where Jerry had that. Uh... It was like a cousin that was a famous guitar player. Oh yeah. And he would just like walk over to the cat and like rip a hair out. <laughs> yeah, take his whiskers. He, his his stupid his guitar would he would break a string every time he played the song. Yep. I love that one. No, I actually I really like the idea of a of a gecko. Or no, is that a, is that technically a gecko? I don't think so. It is a lizard. What? The leopard, uh, yeah, 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 leopard, yeah, whatever. Um, before you tell me yours, do you mind if I go fill my glass back up? Yeah, I'll be right back. Right. I had a sound bite for that one. Yeah. Why did I say it? I could have pushed <laughs> the button. I'll be right back. Guys, you think I can play that song? How's it? No, that's it. I, I almost got it. Yay! I'm learning. Did you get your glass, the, the bottle? Did. Yes. I'm looking forward to hearing all about it again. Stay tuned at home. Yay! Yay! I'm sorry. Did you come up with a name for yours? Yeah, Elizabeth Elizabeth Shoe. That's right. <laughs> That's a good one. I want to see Elizabeth Shoe in that like airbrushed gangster style T-shirt. It's so hard to pronounce. It's kind of a problem. If yeah, I, I was an artist, cute, I would draw her, though, because I feel like she would be a cute little character. Yeah. Gloves. I think the challenge of dealing with the the spot aesthetic would be something interesting to to tackle. Well, if you get bored. Yeah. What's your... Did, I, I drew you, like, an Ocelot character once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate you. Why? Why? Because you picked up one cat that has spots. Oh, yeah. I remember, We had this conversation when you drew that for me. And I still hate you. 
Well, it was a really good drawing. I put it on my Fur Affinity account. Yeah, and it only gets one frame. It's no more frames. That's it. Fine. Okay, so what I came up with was a moose and a shrew. Because I like the size difference thing. Okay. And I pictured the moose being like overwhelmingly oblivious to everything going on around him. Like he's just sort of pleasant and pretty sure everything will work out. And the shrew should be very frustrated at every slight little thing. This seems pretty on brand for a shrew. I don't know if there have been any shrew characters. I feel like Moose reminds me of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, that's the only problem is making sure that it doesn't look like a Rocky Bullwinkle thing. But I just, I like the idea of a moose. I feel like the moose should always call the shrew a mole and then the shrew gets really pissed. Because they're somewhat I, molish looking in their snout, but obviously they're not. They have a longer tail. They don't have the big shovely hands. Yeah, they are they're different. They're so really fucking tiny. Holy crap. I'm looking at pictures of them. Oh, yeah. Um, But I have this, like, this mental image of a cartoon where um, the moose is, like, a police officer, and then the shrew is robbing a bank. And it's, like, he's going to get away, and he's got the big bags of money, and he has to ditch the money before anyone finds him. So he, like, throws him out a window, and, like, the bag falls out the window, and it lands in the moose's antlers. And the moose just, the whole episode, he doesn't even realize it. And so the entire episode is the bank robber trying to get the money out of the police officer's antlers and, like, not look suspicious doing it. And I, I really picture... like that as a setup. That's a really good yeah. slapstick setup. I, I picture a lot of sight gags, like the shrew trying to, like, hang, like, a possum upside down and, like, wait for the moose to walk by. Um... And just, like, I feel like with the antlers, there's a lot of room for physical comedy where, like, he can't walk through doors. Yeah. Or he, like, just bends over or turns too fast and, like, knocks things over. And that, like, ruins whatever was set up. And that's that's something that Rocky Rocky and Bullwinkle never played off of the antler thing. Like, (laughs) Like, Rocky would fly a lot, but Bullwinkle never did moose stuff. I don't know. No, I think that's a really good idea. I like the idea of, like... Because like, it all comes down to the antlers, right? Like, hanging... Like, basically, someone turns them into a gun rack. And so, like, this moose is walking around with, like, all these guns balanced in the antlers. And they accidentally just shoot and go off. And he doesn't, like, understand what's going on. He just hears this weird noise. And he's like, oh, why is there thunder today? There's no rain. And, like, people are, like, running away screaming or getting shot in the butt, you know? And they're... Yeah. I, I picture the shrew being a mad scientist in, like, a Frankenstein castle. Oh, I like that. And then, like, a bunch of um crazy kooky chemical bottles, like, land in the antlers. And so as he's walking around, stuff will just, like, leak and drip on the chair, and it, like, burns a hole in the floor. He's like, well, someone should cover that up. So he, like, bends over to, like, move the rug over it, and then the shrew runs by and falls through the hole. That's great. You know, like, like, little... Idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he leaks a bit of like a like chemical onto a plant, and it grows into that big thing from Rocky Horror Picture, not Rocky Horror, um, the Little Shop of Horrors, the big singing Venus flytrap thing, whatever the fuck that was. Audrey. Yeah, it, it, it just starts singing a song from that musical. I I feel like there's very straightforward and almost lazy physical comedy opportunities from a moose character. Oh yeah, for sure. And I feel like. The moose thing is different from most Looney Tune characters because the the other stuff I thought of was like, yeah, but how is this really any different than Sylvester, or how is this really any different than you know Chicken Hawk? Mm-hmm. So trying to think of something that doesn't already have a niche was super hard. Um, I remembered one of my favorite cartoons though, and I think this character was only in one episode or one short, I guess. But do you remember the one where? The little girl got Daffy Duck as a present, and he was like a pet. That sounds familiar. And the dad, like, hated him. Because this dad character, he made the best facial expressions. Um, Daffy Duck, dad. (laughs) I love his face. He's got this, like, shitty grin. Yeah. Um, when he's, like, angry... Agnes's father. That's his name. Yeah, okay, I get you. 
um when he's got this like angry expression where his his brow is like furrowed down that like inspired how i draw faces um he's got this amazingly round egg shape when he's standing yeah it's just like adorable i love this character and he never shows up again him and agnes are like a one-off and it's a shame because I, I feel like he would make a great background character, if nothing else, just because he looks so, like, expressive. Yeah. He looks like and one he... of those, like, Russian dolls that are in, like, the eggs, and you just keep taking them out. Like, he's basically a, a, an upside-down oval. Yeah. It's, it is a very, very good design. I keep thinking of how your <laughs> moose character could interact with other characters. Because I feel like that one's almost more fun than the shrew. The, the shrew could definitely have be involved with that uh, that hair monster, the that red one. I can't remember what what the name is of that creature. Yeah, is it just monster? Maybe. No, let me I look that like up. That one, but like go ahead and like, name. yeah, fill out your your thought while I do this. I like the idea of of uh, Elmer Fudd trying to go moose hunting, and encounters this moose, and the moose is just like he just like he cannot hit it. Like the moose is moving too slow, and he cannot line up his shot, so he's getting really frustrated. Or, like, the one time he actually hits it, the bullet bounces off its antler, comes back, and, like, hits his gun or, or hits him or whatever. And so, it's like, this, and the moose just doesn't understand what's going on the entire episode, and it's just Elmer Fudd missing or accidentally shooting himself. Because I think you could definitely get eight minutes out of that. And, like, it just, like, you know, eventually, like, Elmer just walks up to the moose and is just like, why? You know, just, like, crying. He's like, I just want to shoot you. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, this This actually does play out like a Looney Tunes in my head. I found the monster. His name is Gossamer. Gossamer? How the fuck did I not know that? I feel like... I, I don't think they say it out loud more than once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it's... uh. I don't know about the shrew. I guess I'm not married to him. But I kind of like the idea of the moose. And I, I guess that's what I really wanted to try and draw, was how can I make sure it does not look like a bullwinkle at all? Would you have him on all fours? No. Okay. I picture, like, literally, he just looks like a scaled-up Bugs Bunny. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of, are there other Looney Tunes characters that have hooves? Because I feel like they all have large feet, so he would have to have a large foot just because that's, like, what makes him a Looney Tune. I don't think there are. So that's I that's the, the stuff moves, I wanted to kind just, of play with, yeah. God, there there are so many classic like Looney Tunes scenarios, right? Where like the and the moose could just accidentally in, be involved in, like you know, the gangsters that Bugs is always foiling. I like the idea if the moose is a gangster. Oh yeah, like Muggsy. Like, yeah, he's just like you're the new one, and he's just like okay, you know, just just doesn't give a fuck because he's too slow and stupid. Yeah, he's just like a an unwitting patsy the whole time. Yeah. And then you know, think... like he'll he'll get arrested with the others, and then they all get locked up with him, and they hate it for him. Yeah, I do think the Shrew though could be a good team up with Marvin because you have an alien, and then you have a mad scientist, and there's there's gotta be like a shitload of shenanigans we could do with that. Oh man, what? Man, I love Looney Tunes. I'm just scrolling through this stuff, and it's like this is all great. Yeah, Rocky was... and Muggsy. I love those guys. Yeah, I do too. Uh, last time my friend Travis and his family were in town, um, was, I, ha- I, I have a bunch of Looney Tunes on DVD, and uh, I basically gave them the DVDs for the ride home because they had a couple of them, like a, a different box set, but the, all the episodes they didn't really like. It was and there was like yeah, it was like weirdly the ones with like a bunch of the more racist episodes at the time, and and they were didn't really want their kids to watch those, and I was like you can you can take these like have added it's like the golden collection volume one or whatever and it's like 60 episodes of looney tunes so i asked him i was like oh so how's, how's those treating you and he's like dude these are like the best thing ever people come over and they're just like what do you, how do you have all these access to these cartoons they're like oh yeah my, my friend gave them to us on dvd it's this like i gotta go buy these so i'm like basically i'm slowly spreading the the fact that you can just fucking buy this show on dvd if you go to target or whatever to uh north carolina by proxy but their kids really enjoy it, which is nice. Ah, uh, I love Looney Tunes. I'm having all these like fun flashbacks just thinking about this stuff. So I, I guess last week our question was how hard would it be to come up with a new character? And apparently not that hard, because we're not professionals. 
Right. Um, so they could probably do it. I think, that, I, like, it's weird because the idea is, like, okay, not that hard. Well, HBO's got Looney Tunes now. Are they going to come... I wonder if they're going to come up with new characters or if they're just going to stick to the classics. That's the thing. They're They're making new cartoons, so I would hope that they try... But it comes down to the talent that they have. If they if they went to someone that studied Looney Tunes and they can recreate it and that's all they want to do, then that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. we get new bugs and Elmer Fund antics. Great. But I would love to see something that we haven't seen before that feels like it belongs. Yeah. So, like, when they invented Lola Bunny for the Space Jam movie. And it's like, what am I even looking at? Like, sexy this is, rabbit. It's just such a non-character. And then and it's what, like, I don't know. Then she got redeemed in the that one Looney Tunes show where it was more of like a sitcom. Yeah, they, they fixed her by that point. They turned her into a character. And it's like, okay, well, that's good at least. But there's still like derivative on like, well, everyone already knows Lola, hmm. I guess. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I love uh, <laughs> my... My my feelings about Mickey Mouse cartoons are weird because there's so much like random. There's so many like redesigns in different eras where Mickey used to be kind of a jerk like Bugs, just like less aggressive about it. And then they went through this thing where he's like super positive and nice at all times, and he's boring. Sure. And then they did these like new cartoons where he's kind of a jerk again, and like they're slapstick. And they push boundaries a little bit, and they're, it's fun and entertaining to watch. But then you see him in Kingdom Hearts, and it's Mickey Mouse, but he's, like, armed, and he's wearing a cloak of shadows. And, like, in <laughs> like the whole, like, the in Kingdom Hearts 1, the whole time, it's like, we gotta find King Mickey, and we just can't find him. And at the end, it's like, he shows up just barely, and he, like, sacrifices himself to, like, take the brunt of evil and close the door behind him. So that the rest of the world doesn't have to. And it's like, oh no, what's going to happen to Mickey? And Kingdom Hearts 2, um, they're, they're doing research. And it's like, they got to find the heart of darkness. We have to we have to find the door of darkness. And then you hear Mickey Mouse, like, he walks in. And he's like, did somebody say the door to darkness? Mm-hmm. And the camera pans over and he's there in his, like, cloaked hood as Mickey Mouse. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is so weird. I found I found this great um King Mickey avatar on VR chat and Joe was Sora and we were like ballet dancing. Oh god. And it was like this this is my fondest memory of Mickey Mouse is this <laughs> visual <laughs> of just like ballet dancing in the we're in like Legend of Zelda land for no reason. It was just <laughs> It's so stupid and I love it. But it's also, like, not concrete. And when I think of Looney Tunes, it's like, I know what's right and wrong. I know, like, okay, that's a good Bugs Bunny. And then you watch the one where, like, they recreated Casablanca, and it's like, this is garbage, and society would be better if this was never made. It's, uh, I don't know, the the rules or whatever, the attachment, because, like, there's a certain level, like, oh, how do you come up with a new Disney character? And I feel like that would almost be harder than a Looney Tunes character because there's more, almost lore to them. Like there's a the, the world feels a little more put together because you have more rules to play by because the movies and, and stuff feel like they have more rules that they play by. But maybe not. I, maybe I'm just not familiar enough with. Yeah, yeah, it might depend on the context, I guess. Um, did you like that one where Mickey turned into like a werewolf? I don't think I saw that. It was strange because it had been years since we got a Mickey Mouse short. And then they did one. I think this was played before, like, Lilo and Stitch or something. And it was, uh, like, like a Frankenstein monster kind of thing where it was, like, borderline horror. Okay. Um, Mickey Mouse monster? And the design was weird because, like, there's people that, uh... Like this, okay, here I found one. This Japanese company came out with a statue of Mickey from that short. And the comments were all people saying, why would they Why would they make a statue that looks like this? And it's like, no, that's based on that cartoon. And I no one this, remembers actually. the cartoon. It's kind of great. Yeah. Um, 
it's strange because it was a big deal at the time that they made a new Mickey Mouse short, but it was so scary and kind of creepy that it wasn't like it didn't feel true to the brand. And it kind of it was the last Mickey Mouse short for a long time. Like they they kind of went back to the drawing board major. It definitely doesn't feel like Mickey Mouse. I like the character design. I like the idea of it, but like just seeing the still of it is like 100% not what I picture of Mickey Mouse. It does not look like a Disney cartoon. Yeah, it's it's just sort of Okay, so here's a here's a picture of him being strapped in the chair before the mad scientist removes his brain and he has like legitimate fear in his eyes. Jesus. Yeah, it's a it's a cartoon, <laughs> but it's very strange, <laughs> you know. I feel like you could Photoshop the Brazos logo on that, and it would be really funny. <laughs> it's funny you say that because Richard just sent me a picture. <laughs> um, let me forward this to you right now. I'll type in Chad on Facebook and send it to all Chads. <laughs> there you go. I don't know what I'm looking at. I mean, I, I do, but I don't understand it. That's the PlayStation 5. Right. It's surrounded by five um, big black Xbox 2s. Like a Brazzers video. I'll take your word for it. All right. I just know that if you put the logo on things it's not supposed to be on, it's funny. I'm an innocent. That's true. <laughs> My thing, okay, going back to the Looney Tunes for a bit, I feel like it would almost be harder to create a human character, because there aren't that many of them, and I feel like they all, oh, Jesus Christ, not even gonna, not even gonna go, go, go there, because um, you, you have Yosemite Sam, you have Elmer Fudd, you have Granny, are there any other prominent human characters in the Looney Tunes? I guess I like Agnes's dad. Okay, well, the guy that shows up in one episode. Okay, then you have the two mobsters that we talked about. Dude, I want him airbrushed like a gangster on my shirt. Agnes's dad? Yeah, that would be a good one. That would be pretty funny. He, he could have some bling that says Big Daddy on it. Ah, uh, okay. How saying, about... Like, coming yeah. up with another human would be hard. Because there's not that many, and they all, like, they fill a very specific role. Like, what do you what do you do? Is another human character. I like the mobsters. Just I the like um guy, the, the opera singer. Oh yeah, that too. Um, I I feel like you you could do something. I'm trying to narrow it down. I I picture like a director who's trying to make a movie. You maybe do that. I was thinking of a painter, but then I was like, well, Porky Pig could be a painter though. Like any other character. Oh yeah, decide they're gonna carry around a. An easel and a palette of paint, and tried. Well, I mean, the the thing with Agnes's dad is, I think he was pretty much replaced by Porky Pig. Okay. Because every Daffy and Porky short is pretty much the same as that one with Daffy and Agnes. Oh, okay. If you think about it, Mm. um, yeah, some of these characters are kind of replaceable and interchangeable. I'm sure there's something that like there's a there's a role that's missing. And they could just design a new character for it, but they're more likely to just say, like, well, Daffy could do it. Because that, that is, like, the crux of Looney Tunes, is, like, basically they can take any two characters and just throw a plot at them and make it work, because they're so moldable. Like, I'm pretty sure we've we've seen a lot of these characters try and do music or paint or rob banks, right? Like, it doesn't really matter, because the setup isn't why you're there, it's the character that's the reason why you're there. And so that's yeah. why creating a new character is so hard is because it, like the moose I think is great because you can do a different kind of slapstick that hasn't really been touched upon as much within Looney Tunes. And I'm sure there's some slow dopey characters that show up once in a while, but they're not like big name characters and they have a very specific place and then you don't see them for a long, long time. Yeah, you know, earlier Looney Tunes, it relied a lot less on the familiar characters and it was more like we got to make something funny. Mm-hmm. And then it's like once it was popular for being Looney Tunes, that's where you see a lot more recycled ideas. Yeah, like it's like okay, brand recognition is more important than being funny. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna remake Ghostbusters again. 
Sorry. There we go. So I don't know. The moral of the story is um, it, it's a cartoon animal. Just pick any random animal. It's easy. Come on, guys. Just do it. Yeah, you bitches. Just anything without stripes. I'm not drawing more stripes. Sorry. I want um I want a a character that's a the circle that I make on Microsoft Paint. I'll just do that. That'd be kind of interesting if like abstract art was a Looney Tune that they had to deal with. Oh, excuse me. What is? I like Miles a lot for Sona. Oh yeah, it's fun. Um, I I want I want to watch more Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah, I'm I mean, definitely kind of in the mood now. And I was like, oh shit, I gave my box set away. I love all their speech impediments so much. I can't do Porky. Have you done Porky? I'm not even gonna try to do any weird voices because I've been all messing with my throat being stupid. I want I want a version of Porky where he just like speaks normal and it's boring, and then they cancel Looney Tunes forever and they go, "Thanks, Cameron." <laughs> um, I think we're at an hour. Yeah, hour six. Do you want to do a glad space? You glad about anything, you bitch? Uh, yeah. Where did it go? What now? Excuse me. Okay. Well, I guess I'm just, I'm glad about PlayStation 5, because Richard sent me, like, five more funny pictures. Nice. So, I'm happy about that. PlayStation 5, pre-order whenever. It's, they're, they're apparently not making a lot for release, so... Good luck getting one anyways. Yay. Oh, this one's Cell. I like this one, too. My glad space, if you're done. Oh, this uh, one's fucking yes. Mordor. I like this one, too. I like how I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting enjoyment out of PS5 in ways they probably didn't intend. I'm certain of that. <laughs> uh, So my glad space is the whiskey I mentioned earlier. It is called Suntory Whiskey. Uh, I think it's by Toki. This is Toki Trademark. From the house of Sunstory Whiskey, established in 1923. It's a Japanese whiskey. It's 43% alcohol by volume. The The bottle's really nice. It's basically just a rect... Like it's, it's like a cube, but it's a rectangle instead of... It's got a little kanji on it. Um, a vivid blend of carefully selected Japanese whiskeys. Silky with a subtly sweet and spicy finish. And it definitely does have some spice to it. Like, it reminds me of Jameson a bit, but with, like... More flavor. It, it it hits you. It's not quite as bold as like a bourbon, but it, it it is. It's somewhere between a Jameson and a good bourbon. It's very smooth, but it has. It 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 lets you know it's it's you're drinking it. It's got a. It's, it's not like Kool Aid like Jameson is. It's very. It's got some taste to it. It's very good. I really like it. And uh, if you drink enough of it, you get drunk. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Everything you want in whiskey. That's good. Uh, I kind of want some whiskey now. Uh, give me some of that whiskey. Well, maybe you gotta come here, and then we can we can have some whiskey. It'll be great. Yeah! Uh, well, I guess that's the show, everybody. Remember, like, comment, and subscribe. You, you can retweet every blog post until the upvotes are Instagram stories. Go buy my book, The Ninth Life, on Amazon. You can get it in physical copies, so you can put it on a bookshelf and be like, look at it, it is this. It's this thing I, that guy wrote with a talking cat in it who kills things with axes. I want to I get a copy, because I like having things, but I want to draw pictures of cute cats inside of it. You do whatever makes you happy. I have like a couple of some author copies I ordered come into my house pretty soon. I'm really curious to see what the uh, quality is of Amazon's bindings and stuff. I want to order like a hardback version with the secret compartment for my whiskey. I don't have one of those. I didn't make one of those. I want, or you know what I want? It could be smaller and just that little bottle of absinthe. Oh yeah, there you but go. But since absinthe is like just pure alcohol and it's like 99 proof, then it's just like that's all you need. I kind of like the idea of someone buying a copy of my book. To carve out the middle to put one like like a little shooter, like a little two dollar bottle like Crown Royal in there, and then gluing it together it is like a you know like where you put a gun or whatever, but it's a little tiny bottle of booze. And it's like I wasted this book. This was twelve dollars. I could have read this and I didn't. And it's like thank you. 
Is you, you, ever, you ever think we're getting that Game of Thrones book? A new one? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I have, I'm holding out hope. It's less do I think we'll get a new one, and it's more do I think we'll, we'll ever finish the series. And that one's the iffy thing. I think he will re- eventually release Winds of Winter. I want him to just never release them. And when he dies, his estate will say, we found the manuscripts of his next eight books, and we're releasing them now. And then when people complain that they're bad, it's like, oh, well, he didn't finish them yet, so we can't judge him. And then that's how he wins. But he'll be dead, so did he really win? Yes. Well, good for him, then. I guess. I I tried reading A Game of Thrones, and I I got halfway through it. And it's like, I'm getting tired of the pattern I'm seeing. I really like the the first three books. Four and five, you can tell he stopped listening to his editor. Is that when he got, like, successful? Yeah. Because, man, I... <laughs> the worst thing that happened to Star Wars was um, George Lucas thinking that he was good at what he was doing. Well, the thing is, is I feel like Martin's a good writer. It's just, he was, by four and five, he was pressured to keep releasing these things, and then he he's so caught up in the... He writes first, edits later. Like, he doesn't plan out a whole lot. And that can be great, but when you're doing a multi-novel series with a lot of politics and things that interact with each other, a little harder when you're not planning out some of the nitty-gritty stuff, and so you get to a point that, like, fucks something up, so you either have to go back and rewrite or keep going. And he could have just, like, done a time skip and probably skipped most of both of those books, and then we would have Winds of Winter, and it would be like, okay, he's like, hey, 20 years passed, Daenerys is over here, she took over these places, and she has an army of these people. I'd be like, fair. That sounds like a thing she would do. I don't need to see every little detail of it, because it, it's just not... She's so disconnected from literally everything else going on that there's a certain level of what's the point. And then book four is like, hey, look at this new continent. Let's introduce a bunch of people that have not ever once interacted with any of the people ever. It's like, I don't, I don't care about their politics. You have genocide going on over here and now we're talking about the vipers i don't give a shit about the vipers what are you what are you doing martin and he redeems it mostly to a point but it takes him like 800 pages which is a lot to ask of a reader you are tearing me apart lisa i wiggin in there good night everybody yeah good night <laughs>